2: All right, folks. Live from the community room of the Cedarburg Public Library in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, five three zero one two. For those of you who want to send us love letters, not hate mail, love letters. It's the Jack Hankey Show. Sixty minutes, sixty whole minutes of Jack Hankey. No. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> sixty that's whole minutes. That's not true. No um, false advertising. We got a few commercial breaks. Yeah, we do. That's true. Well, I All mean, right, fifty-eight minutes of you know. What about our esteemed guests? You're not going to let them talk? that too. Let me uh, listen to the intro. Well, you're doing a great job announcing I wrote something, Jack. I have to do the intro.
4: Would you get on with (laughs) it, please? This is a
2: masterful (laughs) intro. All right. So, uh, this is lunchtime infotainment, I would say, with uh, your host and mine, Mr. Jack Henke. That's the last time I'm calling him Mr. because it's the first episode I will call him Mr. Uh, this is Jeff Messerman along with Scott Roush. She's on the board there, making us all sound great. Uh, inviting you to join Jack and his guest today, Tom Stanton, A.K.A. Mel of Mel's Charities, Pall- Patty Galloon Hansen of ShopMainStreetOnline.com. That's one of them. Their websites, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, okay. It right. <laughs> Can't get anything and, past uh, you. A <laughs> uh, musician and jingle master. I called you a jingle master, Terry. How's that, Terry? Sweet. I like it. Our uh, musical guest today is Ele- Elizabeth Cation who is absolutely wonderful, and you'll meet her at the 1245 area there. So, now the man who lost his job teaching French when he <laughs> tried to tell his students that buffet meant get up and get it yourself.
4: <laughs> Jack Hanky. You can kiss my buffet. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, victims who are here. <laughs> ah. My applause sign is not working today, so you're on your own, Jack. <laughs> thank, you very, thank you very little, Bulldog. Yeah,
4: this is a big day, our first day. It's, First radio show since I got fired from you from our other show.
2: That was so great. I love doing that.
4: (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, One of our esteemed members of our audience asked me before, what's this show going to be about? And that's always going to be a good question, but mostly it's going to be based on small-town humor and fun, mostly twisted small-town humor and fun, because that's the funny stuff. When, you know, I, I actually did research for this show, and I Googled small town humor and you would believe how unfunny most of the small town humor is
2: (laughs) and now we're here to contribute to the yes exactly genre well but i have
4: guaranteed laughs today and that's because yeah well not because you guys um it is because i cleverly went around before and offered everyone some candy Ah. and now no matter what happens I can say there will be Snickers throughout the audience. Uh, <laughs> oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> bad. bad, bad. Let
3: me get my best groan out of here. <laughs> maybe maybe Jack, you wanna clarify that the Snickers are candy bars and not from somewhere else. <laughs> oh, wow. thank you I'll, re- I'll remember that when i'm interrogating I me mean, qu- i mean asking you questions your
4: softballs just became hardballs. sorry <laughs> you are no help at all but um the vision on the show is to get together on a weekly basis uh, we did live ish at five ish for a while and tried this as well but we just didn't have the time to plan it out and get the show organized and get we, we failed ish <laughs> yes well i think I, I think the more than the ish we, we failed to underline um but the idea the, the idea still holds i started um this all started i had a column in the weekly paper that i've been writing my books are under somewhere since 2002 and been doing columns about small time humor and people always ask me how do you know what to write about what do you do well it's not about the historic buildings and, and things going on it's It's about the people because the people are the funny part and they don't even know it and that's the funny part so when there are groaners like the snickers but then there's also real fun stuff which uh, we will bring you on a regular basis here every Friday at noon Central Standard Time. It's a goal. Uh, our fans in the Ukraine, of which we had many, probably the <laughs> only ones we had when we were on liveish at five-ish. were in the Ukraine. You're very big. Very big Huge. in Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> no. No. No explanation whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sure them not understanding English had nothing to do with it. Wow. Well, you know,
2: we're, we're quite fu- we're quite funny. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they had a translator in a foreign in a foreign tongue. We're <laughs> <In> a foreign <laughs> <That's in> tongue <laughs> That's gross.
4: Uh, <laughs> So, um, we're, the structure of the show is we're going to have three guests. We're going to talk to them each. They can all join in and, and harangue each other as well. We're lucky to have a talented young mus- musician here today who's uh, been in show business for five years already, and she's oh, 17. so. And we sprung her from high school today, which can't is awesome. Can't beat that. Yeah, me, nice. Absolutely. You can't beat that. Let me guess. <clears throat> it was a dentist
2: appointment or was a little <laughs> scratchy throat? I'm not sure. Okay. That's <laughs> it can't be a scratchy throat. She's saying That's true. <laughs>
4: so... Uh, welcome everyone who is here or listening live and there will be a podcast yep. that the esteemed doctor, the man with more nicknames than anyone in history, Dr. Timothy Leary, Johnny Fever Roush, his real name Scott, is going to be <laughs> mixing, something. <laughs> yeah, yes, mixing for us and uh, if anyone out there or anyone in the audience has ideas for guests, please let us know because we'd love to talk to them. Nothing's out of bounds, they just can't be...
2: Yeah, we have a big hook back here. We well, right and, and even that with Mel here, you understand.
4: <laughs> we've kind of even given Dull a little <laughs> leeway, so okay. we're, in, we're in good <laughs> shape. We're, we're in good shape. So we're gonna have two breaks at 15 and 45. Bulldog yep. is the. Ed McMahon of the show. <laughs> I'll be on
2: your front porch uh, bringing you your Publisher's Clearinghouse uh, check very soon. So, yes, <laughs> for those more, of you who remember
4: that. He's more of the Dread McMahon, but that's that's him.
2: We, that's how we get along. But
4: we were brought together by Cedar Blurbs, and I think, should we start with a, a blurb? I think we should. Bulldog. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I brought a blurb from five years ago, almost, from January 29, 2015, and I thought it was apropos. Um, for what's going on around here tomorrow we're supposed to get a blizzard of anywhere from six to 24 inches depending on who you're listening
2: to presumably at the piggly wiggly right now there's no more milk milk <laughs> there's always well, a rush on milk. now there's
4: plenty of milk <laughs> right? there, there's there's no brandy <laughs> there's plenty of milk but uh code word people are stocking up they're getting their provisions Reminds me of yukon cornelius and uh i thought this is perfect because this from January 29th is a perfect thing. When, if you recall, you probably don't recall, but New York City was supposed to get a big, huge blizzard, and it was national news. So here we, on the Midwest, are really supposed to get hammered, and they don't—we don't hear anything about it on the national news. But it right. just goes to show you the media bias is all wrong. It's not conservative or or liberal. It's, no, I heard it's this Eastern. is a liberal storm yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. A we're going to get liberal. Story. We're going to get liberal amounts of snow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we go. And Bulldog said, "Don't make this dull." So yes. I'm going to increase my read here for you. Um, New York City tough? What a snow job. Today is a day that people from small towns and burgs, all over Ozaki County and even the entire U.S. of A. can remember with pride. We may be small, but we stand tall. We rule. It is January. Now, I am not a weather person, and I don't play one on TV, but even a simple writer like me can tell you that in January in North America, it is winter. That's not just a meteorological fact. It's common sense. In January, it's cold. Duh. Historically, it has even snowed in January in these here northern states. This simple truth has revealed a flat-out falsehood. A fallacy has been exposed. A myth busted. A stereotype has been outed in typical fashion. The New York City tough guy is a wimp. Hey, De Niro, I'm talking to you. Mean streets my eye. That's life in the big city. We've heard them all here. Well, on Tuesday night, the mean streets were nice and empty. No snow, no traffic, no tough small-town folk to sweep off the sidewalks for them wimpy sim- city slickers. No, the night before the storm, that wasn't. People were lined up at grocery stores to buy supplies. The next day, the Big Apple was hollow to its core. snow More like, what-the-pocalypse? snow You gotta be kidding. Not one hair on Donald Trump's head was blown out of place. While they closed the subways for the first time in 110 years, we hope it gets cold enough here to hold bed races in Cedar Creek. I'm just saying. Broadway was closed. <laughs> Wimps. It was $2 night here at the Riverland that same <laughs> night. Broadway's new motto should be, the snow must go on. But wait a minute. Where the heck is it? They closed Central Park. The snow total was 8 inches. (laughs) God, if we get 8 inches of snow here in Cedar Creek Park, it doesn't even interrupt the Frisbee game. (laughs) In the Hudson Valley, the total accumulation was 4 inches. If we got 4 inches of snow in Pleasant Valley, we wouldn't even change into high-top tennis shoes. In fairness, Mother Nature and New York's politicians got into a game of chicken. The government didn't flinch, and Mother Nature veered east hammering Connecticut and Massachusetts, leaving New Yorkers out in the warmth. It was like they were surviving in denial. Guess what? Their local squawking weatherheads are worse than ours. Do you remember the story, The Emperor Has No Clothes? Well, these weatherists had no had clothes, but no snows. Yet it didn't stop them from reporting live out in the drifting two inches of snow. <laughs> the press conferences were classic. Distressed New Yorkers were wondering if food delivery bicycles would be allowed out in the streets. The question was so vital that they asked Mayor Bill de Blasio about it at a live press conference. His deadpan response? Food delivery bicycles are not emergency vehicles. Luckily, the sign language interpreters were on hand to relay this breaking news. Our mayor, Kip Kinzel, has fielded his share of questionable questions, but he has not had to face this level of ridiculousness yet. Luckily, I have a great news resource in New York. Yes, we have snow boots on the ground there. He reported that the whole blizzard was overblown. What more or less can you say? New Yorkers have been exposed. The next eastern tourists better watch themselves on the mean streets of the burg. <laughs> Blurb out.
2: <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will have this distinguished... TFS
4: is first.
2: Uh, there we go. Uh, we come back to <laughs> TFS is first. It's Jack's show. What can I do? We'll be back right after this. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in, everybody, on the Jack Henke Show. But we are good. We're back. And since we're back, here's Jack. I always wanted to do that. Uh,
4: thank All you. Right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, our first guest today is going to be... He's esteemed worldwide musician, um, jingle master, uh, written every kind of song that you can imagine and performed as well. Started playing rock and roll when he was almost as young as our guest, or even younger, right? Fourteen years. Four, yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. His name is Terry F. Sweet. Um, and we're going to start. A better way to intro Terry, and the way most of you will recognize him, is through what we call his demo reel. So, Bulldog, Maestro, hit it. Step up to
0: quality furniture. Bendita de los
4: There you go. That's it. Yep. That's all. That? That's all. That's all you got.
1: That's all I put on that reel. I got <laughs> bored it, after a while.
4: It, it, it's funny. People hear those things. They go, "That's you. That's you.
0: You do that."
4: I know. And you know what is it about Terry? What is it about jingles that people give two scoops
1: about? Well, they're catchy and they stick in your head. Uh, you know, it's a it's a simple melody with a simple piece of information attached to the melody. Kind of like how many people learn. They're ABCs by singing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's information tied to melody. Same thing. Very cool.
5: i could to yeah. finish that.
4: <laughs> 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 you got to hit the M for mail. Um, well, how
1: did, how, how did it all start? How'd you get into music, Terry? Well, I played piano as a kid. Started with classical piano lessons. By force or by? No. No, by choice. My mom went and bought a piano one time. Um, She just had a vision of how the house should look, and in her vision, there was a piano in the living room. So she went and bought a piano, and I had two older brothers. She lined us up one day and said, would any of you like to take piano lessons? And my oldest brother said, yeah, and the middle brother said, no. And I said, yeah, I would. So I went to Mrs. Wilson, piano teacher in the neighborhood, who had a daughter my exact age. I remember this. <laughs> now.
4: <laughs> yes? Do you want me to tell no, you? No, please just, yes, tell us, <laughs> was Mrs. Wilson a good teacher? Mrs. Wilson was a terrific teacher. How long did you have her as a teacher?
1: Uh, two and a half years, something like that, maybe three. We okay. m- we moved away, unfortunately.
4: Okay, so when you moved away, how did you keep it going?
1: Well, I got to, we moved, that was in Kansas City, Missouri. I moved to Milwaukee because my dad worked for AT&T and they moved him all over the place. And um, uh, my mom hooked me up with a teacher from the conservatory, but that didn't work out at all because I couldn't stand her. And eventually I got with a different teacher who taught me chords. And once I learned chords, I went, oh, hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) This is how that works. Now I can do this on my own. And so, uh, you know, right about that time, the Beatles were big and all that. So that really turned me on and, uh, decided I wanted to play rock and roll. Got an old friend here today who was one of the, my first bandmates. Who is that? Anthony Cashin. I've heard that name before. And, uh... The Cashin part. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, we were in a band, we, a couple of bands actually, and, uh, had a lot of adventures played a lot of gigs so the rock and roll thing was really big for me back then eventually i started doing some country gigs and did some other things and another friend of ours introduced me to somebody in the studio business and so i started kind of hanging out at the studio and one day they called me up because they knew i loved the studio and they said can you write jingles and i said hell yeah What's a jingle? Yeah. <laughs> of course, I had never done that before, but I said, yeah. And so they said, well, here's the deal. Um, we have a client that wants a jingle. It's an ad agency guy. And um, so you you write the jingle for him. And come down here to the studio, record a little rough demo, just piano and voice, just you know, simple, but enough that they can get the melody and the lyrics and all that. And uh, uh, then you put on a business suit and take it out and present it to him." And he'll have to present it to his client. But if you do all that, we'll help you uh, you know get the musicians that you need and all that. and uh, uh, Then we'll get them in the studio. You get this thing produced, get us paid. If you do all that. <laughs> just those few things. Yeah, just those few things. The hardest thing was putting on a suit. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> uh, then uh, you'll have a full-time job here at $100 a week. Wow. Yep. I'd take that now. And I said you're... <laughs> 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 I said, You're on. So we did it. And uh, so I've been doing jingles ever since. Excellent. Yeah. Where was it? it was Mayfair, uh Mayfair Mall Mayfair at the Mall. time.
4: Was the jingle? Yeah. And? Yeah. They like it? Yeah. They bought it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They bought it. <laughs> I remember I was scared out of my mind walking into you know, I was in one of these big office buildings downtown with marble floors and windows and you walk down the hall and there's there's a door. and All the doors are closed. And there's a number on it, but I wasn't sure if I was supposed to knock on that outside door or do I walk in and there's a receptionist. There? I really didn't know. I stood out there in the hall for 10 minutes probably going, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. So finally, I just opened the door and there was a you know, receptionist in there and all. And uh, and I, I walked in, started to introduce myself, and then I heard some, some guy yell, Derry, come on, come on in here. You're late. You're 10 minutes yeah. late. Where the hell were yeah, you? Yeah, right. So I went in his office, which was a big room, all dark, real dark, and there were just—it was the biggest mess you've ever seen. And uh, so I had to like crawl under his desk to plug my little tape recorder in. And <laughs> I said, "Now this is just a rough demo. I mean, this is just me." And, the, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play it. Yeah, yeah." And I went, "All right, all right." And so I played it, and we—he started pounding the table, and he going. They're going to love this. This is awesome. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, so they did. They did love it, and we did produce it, and I did get them paid, and I got a job. And then two years later, I decided I didn't need them. I went off on my own.
4: So, And you've been on your own ever since. Yep. On your own, you still collect and work with some of the most talented musicians in the world when you do jingles. I do. And singers.
1: Yeah, you know, I do all my rough demo, my composing, my rough demos and stuff in a little home studio. But when the project is all approved, um, I write charts, I write a score for the piece with strings and brass, whatever it is. Uh, And I hire musicians and singers generally in Nashville. Why Nashville? Talent level is... So good, it's scary. These guys are, <laughs> I can't even tell you how good, I don't have a superlative to tell you how good these people are. Did and you just
4: say superlative?
1: I did. Oh, I, wow. I know words. I thought you are just and a rock and I roll know, dude, for I God know God's words. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, so Nashville's the place. Excellent. I do a lot in Chicago, too. Um, but Nashville and I just seem to fit well. Just my producing style, they're their uh-huh. studio style—it's just—it's a good fit.
4: And and then when you go to Nashville, it's not just all country that no. you you can do it any style there, right? Because they're so talented. I've
1: done every every genre of music you can name. I've recorded it in Nashville,
4: and I can vouch for that. One time for one of my clients, you and I flew out to Salt Lake City. Yep, which you called L.A. East, correct? Because. That's where they cut all the the B B movie music soundtracks because it's all it's a huge haven for people who are not quite as expensive as Los Angeles. That's music.
1: exactly right. They do all the trailers, all the music for all the trailers and stuff. If you see a trailer for a m- movie uh, on TV or something like that. Chances are the music score that you're hearing for that trailer is not really part of the music score from the movie because the trailer was probably done before the s- music composer ever got the score done. I've noticed that movie. in
4: trailers, sometimes you hear a song yeah. and then there's no song like that in the movie whatsoever. Exactly. You're like, what the
1: hell
2: happened there? Exactly. You know? So, like so a, somebody just scored the trailer. So That's like a whole of sort of of thing. thing. Attack of the Swamp Creature would have been scored there. Are you telling me that? That you were in the same area where that great movie soundtrack was Better together? Att- attack. I think you could count on
1: it. That, that is awesome. I'm sure, it was Attack 100%. of the Killer Tomatoes is better. <laughs> oh, wow. Well,
2: you know, I'm
5: sure
4: going mean. to miss her. A tomato ate my sister. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> Lyrically brilliant, yes. <laughs> so you mentioned a tape recorder and then you and I were joking around before you used to carry this huge boom box in yep. everywhere. And now you walk in with what?
1: <laughs> well, I've got a little Bose speaker and my phone. It's really... <laughs> it changes a hilarious. little bit. Yeah, That's how we hilarious. put this radio show together. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I mean, it's what's really changed for me is, is when I go to the studio because, you know, years ago, I mean, I used to have to carry a lot of gear i'd have to carry a computer and some other midi gear and keyboards and sound modules just getting all my gear to the studio was a a workout and now i just send my files ahead digitally and i don't carry anything Hmm. i get there and they've already got my files i've got my charts with me that's it
4: very cool and I, i go ahead patty
1: so so not
3: only do you have to be musically Superlative. Ooh. <laughs> you, you also are writing the lyrics, correct? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Typically.
1: Okay. Yeah. Not always. I mean, it happens every different which way, but the most common scenario is that the ad agency might have a theme line and and they'll want me to build the lyrics based on that theme line. Uh, sometimes they don't even have that. Wow. Sometimes they just go, you know, just go do it. And then I have to create the theme line and the lyrics. Usually I'm doing the lyrics, yeah. Yeah, wow, multifaceted.
4: Terry is going to write a musical piece for this show, for the intro, and my my direction, my creative direction was what, Terry?
1: A uh, little punk rock uh, with uh, Johnny Carson theme song. <laughs> Mix those two things. Mix those,
2: that's easy. He actually made a new genre, that's great. <laughs> I know, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't exist before. Did punk you? Johnny. Yes, <laughs> Punk Jack.
4: Yeah, that's, you know, people would agree with that. Yeah, so, so Terry, what about music in general? So who is your, you mentioned the Beatles. Yep. They're your favorite. Yep. And what do you, I mean, what is
1: it about the Beatles you
4: like so much?
1: Uh, everything i mean they're just brilliant songwriters first of all that's that's probably number one um but you know their arrangements and recordings i think george martin had a big input on that but um you know they were brilliant in the studio they used the studio as an instrument Hmm. and they they did a lot of experimenting and they did things that we enjoy today because they created those things and uh you know, just as as musicians and songwriters, there's there's nobody been any, even close. I don't think. Are there any topical popular
4: music artists today that you say I like them, or they're going to mm. go places? Or mm, no? Are you a, are you a crusty old man? I'm about a crusty music? old man. That yeah. Beatles or or death? No, uh, Megadeth. No, no, Twisted Sister. No. Iron Maiden? Not
1: personally. You know, I'd, what happens if I, if, uh, if I get a, an assignment for a project, um, you may have heard that metal craft uh, piece on my reel. Um, I'm typically not a heavy metal guy. Uh, but when I met with them, I learned that uh, the people that they're interested in reaching listen to heavy metal music. And so once I knew that, I knew I had to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I listened to some of the stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. and uh, So forced versatility. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That's how I've learned a lot of different genres. Wow. Uh, just because I've been assigned it, you know, I got assigned to do a, a Cajun piece one time. And I didn't really, at the time, I didn't even know what they meant. <laughs> you know? And uh, so I had to go to the store and buy some Cajun albums and go kind of immerse myself in that genre and uh, then once I was kind of in that space, I, you know, I kind of listened to it and analyze what, what the different people in that band are doing to get that sound. What kind of thing does the bass player play? You know, if you're doing a, a reggae thing, the bass player might skip the first beat, which is really odd. And, uh, but you get a real interesting swing kind of feel out of that. And so if you listen to those things and analyze them, you can, you can kind of copy them.
4: Okay. Well that last thing I'll say is that our Salt Lake City experiment was it was yep. an opera piece for that's lunch right. for deli meat. Yep. So yep. talk about a stretch. Yep. Well, well thanks for joining us. We're looking forward forward to punk jack. And we're gonna move on to the little lady in the middle. <laughs> must not be me. <laughs> thanks for the little part. <laughs> Patty Galoon Hansen is one of the true blue Cedarburgers. And so
3: boring compared to him. No. Oh my gosh. No, no. No, no. He, he's never really done
4: Are
5: any of dog? that stuff.
3: Wow. I'm, I'm sitting here the whole time with my mouth open going, wow, that's
4: really cool. Well, you got to keep your mouth open now, but keep, oh, okay. now you got to flap it a little bit. Okay. So, you, when I say true blue Cedarburg, you, you were born in Cedarburg.
3: Well, I, after the hospital, they brought me home. Okay. Yeah. For all right. Okay. Area. All right. Oh boy, this is gonna this is gonna be fun. Trouble, guest okay. Jack. We got uh, our first uh, trouble guest. Uh, <laughs>
4: all right, On to guest number three. <laughs> um, Patty, you're a member of the, the Ro- Cedarburg Grafton Rotary Club. Uh-huh. You're, uh, you were the chamber, not president, the executive ex- director. Executive director. You and your husband, Mr. One aka Mr. Wonderful Correct. are MCs annually of the Fourth of July parade. You could be called
3: And we also mid- are the judges for the bed races for winter
2: festivals. Oh my god.
3: Is that all? I'm,
2: and I didn't know they needed judges. What, <laughs> <yeah>. what, <laughs> what are they up to over there? <laughs>
4: what year were you the Chamber of Commerce's person of the year?
3: Oh God. A year
4: ago, two years ago? Oh, that was... um, Recently.
3: No, that that was um, the Cedarburg Foundation Civic Award. That was um, in 2018, I believe, or 2017. I'm sorry to mess up your award. I apologize for that.
4: So what is it about Cedarburg you like? Why why do you hang around here?
3: Well, I was like every other kid growing up here. I couldn't wait to get the heck out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And when I went to other places like Chicago and Los Angeles and oklahoma um oh, I there's wait- a range yeah there you go i couldn't wait to get back because it it is you know everybody it it makes you feel comfortable and it, it's safe it's it just i don't know you know that song um oh I- no don't start with the songs <laughs> right. again we're gonna have to
4: gonna pull a, unplug carrie's mic <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> but um no you just it's just a great place to grow up everybody knows you and you know everybody and it's friendly and warm and being in other places across the country it's so cold people are cold they're afraid to interact um you say have a nice day and some people are just like what you talking to me are <laughs> yeah. like yeah trying to pick a fight right um Okay, so although you're, Oklahoma, first, I'm sorry. Yes, it's supposed <laughs> to be the nicest state in, in <laughs> well, the Union. Now, I don't actually. know. I kind of got a little angry with Oklahomians at first okay. because every time I'd walk into a store, they'd say, "Well, how you doing today, sugar? Bless your heart." And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself. You don't know me. Why are you blessing my heart? Boy, you, uh, you sound know. a little like a grouchy old. I was a son grouchy, old. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Jeez. They're going to say that
4: little bitter pill just left the
3: store, thank yep. God. But then I got used to it and I came back to Wisconsin. And when I walked into a store, they didn't say those things and I was. Outraged. So you start calling everybody there's, sugar? There's just no pl- no pleasing me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well that's that's Mr. Wonderful's problem. We're that's not, right. We're, we're not gonna solve that. And boy here. does he have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: professionally you've been in the jewelry business forever. I right? have. I was and, born and, and raised in the business. Yeah. How did that how did that start?
3: Um, well, after I was born, my mother had a jewelry store, and she put me in a basket and shoved me underneath the counter. When I cried, she put a bottle in my mouth, and that was about it. So I put I a cooked, diamond in her. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, now I teach all little girls to say one carat diamond, G.I.A. certified. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>
4: And you have evolved your business. Yes. You, have, you now have your own jewelry business I here do. in Cedarburg. I do. But you've expanded way past that with?
3: Shop Main Street Online.
4: And how did you come to start that?
3: Well, I got, this is kind of sad, I got my um, letter from the Chamber of Commerce asking me for my dues. And I looked at the letter and I thought, oh, gosh, you know, what do they do for me? So I called Jennifer, the executive director at the time, and I said, I can't believe I'm going to ask you this because I used to be you, but what's in it for me? And she, of course, gave the answer that I would have given anybody else if they had, had asked me. And uh, I said, I'll tell you what, if you'll just meet with me for 30 minutes, I've got an idea. If you like oh. it
4: meet with you for 30 minutes that's that's one that's the answer to one question with you for God's sake does she know that yeah so seven, seven hours later seven I' all right, anything let's stop the meeting right I'll agree yeah. to anything I give up it's great it's great yeah.
3: but no she was she kindly met with me for 30 minutes I stuck to the 30 minute wow. time with it and uh, um, she liked the idea and it w- and what it was is to start a selling platform a marketplace Similar to Etsy or Amazon, but it was going to be for small American businesses only. And my dream was to make it the Amazon for small businesses. And? and we that was are like
4: two two years ago patty was, that, was um, that about right? yeah about a year and a half and coming and, up on two and it's years. growing and you keep evolving it to making it right. a better and better product for people to
3: join. yes we are coming out with um shop Street online 2.0 in about four to six weeks so i'm really excited about that it's going to really um help small businesses and we've also added another section for american-made products so um, we're excited about that, and I think it's going to be a whole better shopping experience for the customers.
1: So you know what would really make that business grow? What was that? <laughs> a jingle. <laughs> a jingle. <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> just, a, just a thought.
4: Just a <laughs> thought. Wow, that took a long time. Uh-huh. Wow. So... Patty, how do people find out more about if they're interested in talking to you? (laughs) They're interested in talking to to me. (laughs) 30 minutes. (laughs) Yes, 30 minutes. How do they get
3: 30 minutes with you? Um, They can call me. Okay. Um, um, 414-378-5449. And that is your direct cell number. That is. That's not some 800 number overseas. Nope. You'll talk to me. and. 30 uh, minutes about, later, I'll let you hang up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So be careful. Yeah. Make sure you have 30 minutes before you call. <laughs> exactly. But when you do, it'll change your
4: life. But what it really does, <laughs> it, gives, it gives people, with truly small businesses, an opportunity to leverage the power of the web for them. Mm-hmm. And someone who cares about, passionate about small businesses to help you through it.
3: So. Right. And we, I know a lot of small businesses have their own websites and their own e-commerce sites and they don't. They feel hesitant about coming on a Marketplace platform, so we are introducing this new concept for them, so they can come on, still keep their space, and be their own person, and so we're really excited about it. It's kind of hard to explain without telling the whole story.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. Thank, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Now, just from his very name, I don't know if this is a bad idea to introduce him, because we, we don't have... Why do you name nickname Mel for, to start with, so people know what I'm talking
5: about? That would be a whole other Jack Ankey show <laughs> if we get to, uh, to get into that. But actually, it's a couple friends of uh, mine from high school that I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that gave me the nickname uh, when I was a senior in high school because I had a tendency to not tell my story too quickly. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, there, this is probably politically incorrect now, but there was a country music singer named Mel Tillis. Mm that could really sing a tune, but he had a hard time talking. So there was two guys in the car that gave me that, and I'm forever grateful that they did because it has stuck with me. It has.
3: You're Tom Mel Stanton of Mel's Charities. Thanks for joining us today,
5: Thanks,
4: Mel. Thanks, Jack.
3: You know what, Jack? I'm sorry, but Mel's Charities was one of Shop Main Street Online's first, because um, we have a philanthropic side. We were able to donate yep. $100 yep. to Mel's Charities. Um, for being on Shop Main Street Online and Mike Jackson over at C Weaslers helped make that happen. So
5: it's a lot of first here today. First yeah. time around this show, first time I ever shot Main Street Online. And first time I ever heard so many jingles. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> well you've hooked up with Jack Hankin also you're riding our coattails because you, announced, oh, you, you, be you announced that you're going to be here, and then boom, you get a front-page story in the, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Right. I'm sure don't, that was not a coincidence.
5: No, and I mean, the, we always say this. You can't make this stuff up, the story of Mel's Charities. And to see stuff like that that happened a couple of days ago when the front page of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, they tell our story, Um it's it's hard to put into words, you know, what this has meant to me personally, but more importantly, what it's done for the for the people of Ozaki County.
4: It's fantastic. Now, the, the 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 basics of Mel's is everything that's raised here stays here in Ozaki County, correct? Yes. And who like give us an example of organizations that it's your mission to help?
5: Well, the ones that's always near and dear to our hearts. If you've never been around individuals, I don't like the term special needs. Um, just They've changed my life and a lot of the people that are involved with our organization. But we help fully fund Ozaukee County Special Olympics. So there's 100 athletes, 10 sports, that they get to enjoy playing what we like to play while we were all growing up. And the best thing i ever, what I've seen with these individuals, they win and lose games just like we did. And they're sky high when they win and they're really upset when they lose. But immediately after, like Mel, what are we doing next? They live in the moment. We worry about what happened yesterday, two years ago, five years ago. what's going to happen down the road? These individuals live today, and that's all we're guaranteed. So I try to live my life that way now, and to be have you'll get to meet uh the Ross and Andes of the world as Jack shows moves on here, but uh they will change your life
4: definitely yeah they're the I've said about Ross, he has an easy grace about him, he just everywhere he goes. People smile. Yep. I mean, that is an unusual trait that you can do that so easily. Um, and recently, there was a documentary completed about your mission and your organization, and there was a showing at the Rivoli, the world famous Rivoli yeah. Theater, right here in in um, And that was—it's a thirty-minute piece. And you, how can people who, if they weren't able to see that that screening of it, Mel, how can people find out about? Sure. Get their hands on a copy or see yep. it, or t- please let us know about yeah. that.
5: Well, first of all, it's called You Can't Make This Stuff Up and You Can't This Journey of Mel's and all the people that are involved and the people that are being impacted on it. I was on a golf course and I got paired up with this guy, and he starts asking me, of course, I had something with Mel's on, shocking. And um, <laughs> I started telling him, he goes, You know what? I do documentaries for a living, a lot of music documentaries. They did Les Paul's, his name's Glen Avini with Icon Music and Tanner Monagle, So I started telling him a story, about a few stories of ours, and as Jack knows, I can talk a dog off a meat truck, too. Good thing it was a uh, it was an 18-hole event that it's a, it's a, uh, day. But he said, I want to do a documentary on you, and we didn't have to pay a dime for it. And I'm not from here originally, but um, I mean, we get jaded living around here sometime, but I'm telling you, there's no better place in Cedarburg and Ozaki County. And to see it at the Rivoli, Jack was there with a packed house. Mm-hmm. And then to tie it all in with Mike Jackson and Weaslers to have 200 people go down there afterwards with smiles on their faces, doesn't get much better than that. As far as if you want to see it, um, we have DVDs. We'd be happy to give them to you. You just got an uh, email at info at org, And then we're also working on ways to um, – Ross and Mel Roadshow. We'll start taking it around the state because we want to start impacting more people's lives. If they see our story, it might spur them on in their community to maybe have some fun too because it's all we do. We just have parties all year round and then 100% of it goes back out. Pretty simple recipe.
4: Fantastic
1: one. Mel, do you realize sitting this close to Jack, you're liable to burst into flames? <laughs> well, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> there's a story to that too. Um, <laughs>
5: I mean, I met Jack before, before really before this Mel thing, and he even wrote, uh, Jack's been very kind. We're in the Cedar Blurbs um, a few times. And we met the weekend at the uh, Olympics, the Miracle on Ice. He was up visiting, Jack's much younger than I am, and he was <laughs> up visiting some friends at Oshkosh. And that's when our, first, when our lives first crossed. And like I said, you can't make this stuff up. Now I'm sitting next to him I'm talking about Mel's charities and his radio show here over the internet. It's crazy, it but, is I, cool. I, but I'm grateful for it.
4: Yeah, we yeah. couldn't even get Miracle on Ice live. No. The, the Russians and USA. We had to go the, to the <laughs> bars first. That was terrible. <laughs> well, yeah.
5: We had to first go <laughs> out. Then we had to go home and watch it at two in the morning. Yeah, how, how it was something work? else.
4: Mm-hmm. So very cool. Um, so Mel'sCharities.org is your website. And if someone emails you, they'll, you'll get back to them.
5: Absolutely. I mean, the heart and soul of this whole thing is not me. Um, Ed Trigstad's here in the crowd tonight, today, and uh, you know, Ed plays a key role in our, our strategic planning. And there are so many people behind the scenes. You see me out doing this stuff, or you'll see us in the paper and all that. I am a little piece of this thing. The heart and soul of this whole Miles Charities is this community of Ozaki County. And we always say this too we're just getting started.
4: You're just getting started, and people doesn't. You don't have to be a big donor, although that that's good. But if you can donate your time, your talents, your efforts, you'll take all comers. If you can help, yep. you're we part bet. of the team.
5: Mel's was built and always will be built on whatever people can bring to the table. It can be financial. It can. It's amazing how many talents people have. That if you just let them run with it. And be part of our dysfunctional family, as you call it. It goes from impacting one person's life, where we gave 350 dollars at the Special Olympics, to now we've given over 1.1 million over cool. the last 20 years. And like I said, though, you can talk all you want about the money. It's empowering individuals and just letting them go with it and have a blast here in Ozaki County and impact lives. Pretty simple, Jack. Well, good, good, I get it. (laughs) I can follow that okay. Yeah, to keep it simple. All right. I really appreciate this. The very first show, I mean, we'll be able to look back on this, and I even did a little research too, and uh, (laughs) the first episode of Johnny Carson – Mel Brooks was on there. Oh. So there is now another Mel. <laughs> no. so we won't be in no library. Anymore. We'll be in Hollywood, Jack. And we'll be Bulldog and Scott. And this will just be the start of things. So thank you very much, you know, Jack. Thank you
4: all for coming. Now, very simply, we got to go to a message, correct?
5: We absolutely do. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody,
2: again. We will come back with singer-songwriter Elizabeth Cation. Come on back. But right. first, we sell stuff. Ah, uh, no, yes, uh, bingo. Yes, yes, We are truly back. Good, because I had cracked a really bad joke and I would have been in trouble with the wife. Um, <laughs> back with the Jack Co- You know what? Show. Probably
4: calling, referring to her as the wife won't score up any That's big bad, too. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you no. know, Patty calls her husband Mr. Wonderful. You called, I don't know, your wife. The wife. All right. Wow. All right. Is the doghouse ready, darling? <laughs> uh, here's
2: Jack before I truly get in big trouble.
4: All right, I'm very, very happy to be able to discuss very quickly because we want to get right to the show. Eliz- Elizabeth Cashin, is that pronounced correctly? Cashin. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. So I I know Elizabeth by face. She has the I know she has good taste because she goes to the Java House where I make spend half my life. Um, but Elizabeth is 17 years old. Cedarburg resident mm-hmm. and Cedarburg High School. Yes, so you're you're a, a, you're, a se- you're a senior Bulldog. I am. Yes. Excellent. What's up after this? Do you know?
0: Um. After this, I'm going to be taking a gap year. I'm going to be working in the area and playing music. Hopefully. So Excellent. I'm very Excellent. honored to be here. Oh here. no,
4: we're oh, honored sure. to have you. We're really thrilled. Thank you. So this you're gonna this. What I really love is that you wrote this. Correct. I did. Yeah. What? Tell us about it. Um,
0: well I think I think I get to play too do I get to play yep. too all right um, so do I just get started here Well
4: tell us a little bit about the song first So and then
0: um, this first song that I'm gonna be playing um, my parents encouraged me to take this one like off the shelf you know of like the my like in my head mm-hmm. where all the songs live um, and it's kind um. of about like you know like when you're in a relationship and the person that you're with is kind of Everyone like kind of grows and changes, and you want to support them as much as possible. But sometimes um, it's kind of scary for you. And so, you know, this song is about um, being with someone who's wanting to like make their life a different thing. That's good. That's great. No, no, that's I, you know,
4: good. It's it's honest. That's great. Okay, please share it with us. All
0: right. Thanks so much. Dresses in old clothes of mine and he wears them better than me. The love of my life tells me things will be fine, and I'm doing my best to believe. Cause everything's different, or at least it's about to be.' The love of my I can't stand this pacing, this hoping, this praying That everything just stays the same when he says Darling, I'll be someone else, just wait when you meet me You'll like what you see. Well, I don't want you to be anyone else Won't you stay here and say that you're to my stay here and say that you'll be the love of my life just as you seem oh we could be happy when Wait, when you meet me, you'll like what you see. Excellent.
4: Elizabeth, what was the name of that one? What was the name of that song? What was the name of that one?
0: It was called Someone Else.
4: Someone else. Okay. okay. And you thought
0: got. thought I'd start off on a more somber note and then move to something happier. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we are yours wherever you're taking us it's cool so what's the name of the next one
0: it's called sweet december
4: sweet december all right and
0: it's um very opposite it's about being very happy and in love and um particularly in the month of december which happens to be when my parents anniversary is so this wow. one's always going to go out to them
4: very nice very nice great
0: You'll hold me tomorrow, and I'll be there when you come home. Promise we'll tell each other the secrets. Onesy closest friends don't. And I love everything we do. Like when it's cold, high chocolate. When we're all grown up We'll have a life or two And when we're old I'll tell you on a Sunday morning How I'm glad you spent your life in mine And this week
4: I would say there was a little bit of range in there between the two. That was quite something else. That was spectacular. Very cool. Terry, any, any comment? You don't
1: have a voice. <laughs> here, Michael, here you go. Coming in. I love her voice. Oh, thank <laughs> you. That's very nice.
2: <laughs> you playing anywhere recently? Anything coming up? Anything we should know about? Uh, um, website? Any Facebook presence? Not in particular.
0: I'm, I'm in um, a, a vocal duo with another woman from the area. Her name is Callie, and we're called Smile. So if you want to look us up on YouTube, Facebook, we are Smile with Cation Thoreau. For last names, so perfect, very yeah, cool.
4: Yeah. Any did you receive any tickets today for anything? I mind? did
2: indeed. I got uh tickets here from Kathleen, yes, I believe, from, from the C- CPAC, for yes. the Tony Desaire concert. <laughs> I didn't want to mess that up. Um, so we can uh, we can certainly dole those out to a few members of our studio audience tonight, I think. Yeah, he's going to be
4: here next Friday, yep. the 17th. Uh, Terry, you like him. You said yeah. he was. You said he was bluesy and cool. Yeah. He's like a uh, who's the junior guy. I'm always kidding not remember his name. Michael Bublé or mm-hmm. yeah, uh, a
1: little bluesier than Michael Bublé. Yeah, very right cool. Yeah,
4: yeah, very cool. Bluesy Buble. So it's we, fun to say. We, 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 we we may have an interview with him next week. We're trying to line we're working that up. Working on absolutely yeah. and getting close. Possibly he's going to be in the airport, and we're going to see if he'll sing a, a cappella for us. But I don't think he will. But but uh, we're, we're thrilled to have Does an DSA
2: opportunity let to, talk you to him. you sing anymore? Like you just not burst me. Out the song. But I Tony, know. I think they would let Tony <laughs>
4: Desaire <laughs> sing.
2: Okay, well that's fine. I mean we don't. That doesn't affect us. We still get what we need. So perfect.
4: Okay, we got anything else? We, we are
2: good. We survived a premiere episode, well, is what we did. Well, not only we survived. I want to Thank Our wonderful you studio audience Yes. As yes. Yes. Well. yes. Thanks for coming in, everybody. So, uh, we have to thank uh, Tom Mel in quotes, uh, standing for Mel's charities. Pa- Patty. I was, I thank you. Thank Jack, for having us. And also, isn't next week Jack's birthday? Is that true? Is that accurate?
4: Ben Franklin.
2: This is like your third one.
4: Muhammad Ali <laughs> and me. Yeah. Well, so, be sure to wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. It keeps
2: coming up in my, uh, in my yeah. phone. I'm not well, sure what's going on there. I keep so. waiting for a gift. Natty Galoon Hanson of ShopMainStreetOnline.com. And, of course, Jingle Master, Terry Sweet. Thank you for coming. That's fantastic. Love wonderful. You. And our musical guest, Elizabeth. Thank you very much. That was all beautiful and wonderful. That thank was you. just great. So that's a great way to have a first episode. All right, folks. I'd like to thank uh, Linda Priscilla, the library director, for... Letting us do this. You are the biggest brown noser in the world. I haven't even begun to brown noser. You should see the list I have here. I also have uh, David Nimmer, our assistant director. (laughs) Because uh, without him. Uh, We don't don't have this room? (laughs) Yeah, I don't get the golden. All right, we love David. He's sweet. Scott Rausch, uh, mixer, producer extraordinaire, thank you so much. And thanks to all of our studio audience, and uh, thanks to Sue Carlman, who That's was, right. makes a lot of this happen too. That's so right. stop by. So, right. Thanks, everybody. We're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank There's you. Come back next week. We might. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, hi. Uh, Jeff Messerman, station manager of CPL Radio in Cedarburg. Y- yeah, hi. Uh, we're producing your client Jack Henke's show. What? No, 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 no. He's <laughs> no, no. He's not in jail. No, he's. I mean, last I heard, he's not. I mean, no, no arson. That I, fire, e- fire eating. No, no, no. He's a talk show host. He's not a fire eater. You must have him confused with... Yeah, Yes, that that Jack Henke. Yes, right. So, okay, yeah. So we got to the first show. It went fine. Um, but uh, Jack turned in a list of demands, and I was wondering if we could go over them, you know, just over the phone, I mean, just to get the conversation right. I mean, you are his agent, so I thought this would be the proper channel to... Okay okay, Law- lawyer, no, I don't want to talk to his doctor. I think' he'll be f- I think you'll be fine. No, I don't why? why would I want to talk to her? I don't care if he took her to the prom. That must have been years ago. Look, I'll start with you and if you think I should be transferred to another great yes, fine. Now point one on this list of demands it, no, they're not requests, they're demands. How do I know that? Because that says right at the top, Jack Henke's list of demands. So, yeah. So, okay. So, demand number one says he needs world peace. We are a very small community radio station. We don't have a lot of influence over like geopolitical. Oh, oh. He always, he always does that. Okay. So I shouldn't take it seriously then. Good, because I, when I went this over with my boss, and we were a little stymied by that right out of the gate. So great, excellent, good. Okay close the book on that one okay point two what is bolzroy kropnichek i hope i'm pronouncing that right a bolzroy like s-h-k okay so what is it i did no i did google it it's what body wash can't I just go to CVS or something? That I... Siberian body wash. Okay. Again, we are a small radio station. I don't think we can ship in body wash from Siberia. Uh, oh, they don't ship. You have to go to Siberia to get it. Okay. Well, yeah, th- that's not going to happen either. <sighs> Look, there's a lot here. Maybe we can work this out at a later. Yeah, it's substantial. Um, let's let's see here. Um, it is. 622 pages, plus a 10-page index in the back. Good. Let's pick this up at a later date yet. You think you'll walk? Well, what can we do to prevent that? We have a second episode next week, so there is a minimum. Is there a minimum version of this list that we can? No, that's out of the question. We don't have the budget for a sailboat. No, not even. No, that's not. We're a library radio station. The closest we could get to a sailboat would be water skis. One water ski, not a pair. Yeah, I don't think they sell those anymore. No. Well, sure, they still sell diet soda, but what, they don't use saccharin anymore. Apparently it was, like, bad for you. So, no, I don't think I can find a case of diet soda with saccharin. <laughs> so, what else can we... You don't mean... <sighs> like, a real one? A real tarantula. Living. I'll see what I can do. No promises. Okay, yes. Thanks. We'll we'll pick this up next week. Thank you. (coughs) Oh boy.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands.